Drums, please. Oh, yeah. Oh. Hit me, Jazz. Yeah. Dude, that's the quintessential summertime. It really song. is. I mean, that's probably one of that's the best one songs of ever written. Yeah. I hate, I, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, Will Smith, he's not, he's not a real Clean rapper. rapper. <clears throat> yeah. He's solid, dude. He's totally right. solid. He brings it. Yep. No, I mean, and uh, I think his early stuff was obviously better, but he's, um, he's got a really solid Big track. Big style. <laughs> that the, album. the album after that was totally <laughs> solid, though. It was really good. Yeah. Um, like there was actually some really good stuff on there. So, Hey, Ryan, it's like 85 degrees out. What's happening right now? Yeah, it means uh, it's officially a random girl and old guy's boat season. A.K.A. hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. That's what I see everywhere now. Yeah, It's no, hot I girl hear. season or something. That's, uh, I, I went fishing. <laughs> the reason I brought that up was like I went fishing on Lake Coeur d'Alene a couple weekends ago. And I'm just minding my own business, kokanee fishing, like trolling it like under a mile an hour, like not, barely moving. Right. That was kokanee, not cocaine fishing. Yes. yes kokanee fishing. Okay. Uh, cocaine fishing is in South Florida, I believe. I think they use magnets for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm just like minding my own business. And this massive boat is like pointed right at me. And I'm in my like little fishing boat. It's like only a 12 foot aluminum boat. I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, does this guy see me? Like straight up. He's like now like 25 yards out the back of my boat. And so finally... I'm just like, do I throw something at him? Like, what do I do? And like, I stood up and waved my hand and it kind of slightly turned a little bit. Oh, wow. And like, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a truly at the time and uh, in the boat. I'm not going to comment. He kind of like quarters away and just leaves this massive fat wake. And so I waited till he was out of throwing distance, but he could see me make eye contact. And he wasn't going like crazy fast either. There's a bunch of women on the boat. And I was like, hey. And I just chucked the truly like, and I landed about, I don't know, 10 feet short of his boat. And, uh, we don't condone littering. No, you picked it up. Of course yeah, I did. I know you did. I did. I, I know did. you did. And, uh, I was just mad, dude. I didn't know what else to throw at him. I was like, I'm not throwing my tackle box. I'm not throwing my rod. Like, did you know some people just really have no courtesy? Like no. Zero. And he like, and he gave me the bird and I'm like, dude, I'm fishing here. Like, yeah. So, wow. and, uh, but he had like a bunch of random hoochies on his boat and so i don't know if they're hoochies or not but they're wearing a hoochies uniform so i mean it was like butts hanging out and everything it was like oh you're just jealous i'm like no like i was just being an ass yeah it's not (laughs) you know i think if i was younger it'd be awesome right you're like oh yeah you see the boats and (laughs) prestige worldwide (laughs) totally awesome it's a catalina wine mixer (laughs) But I just, I, I don't know. I've never been a big fan. Like, would I be Brennan or Dale? Which one was between which, us? Well, I'm the taller one, right? Because Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell's Brennan. Dale is John C. Riley. Do you play the drums? I don't, but I play guitar and bass. And I barely play guitar and bass. So I'm gonna have to say it's it's you. You're mm. I'm Brennan. <laughs> I have to be because I mean, if you're, you, you, you can lick the white dog <clears throat> crap. <laughs> I feel like it's totally, it's gotta be me. I, I don't have an option. I'm taking that role. Is your dad a doctor or your mom? 
That would be that's, me. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I kind of thought about that. But sorry, random thoughts that get stuck in my head and kind of bounce around a little bit. But so speaking of hot girl season, um, and we'll actually, we'll, we'll have a podcast on stuff, but I found this most amazing thing that we listened to earlier. Um, and it talks about what girls want. Yeah. And it really does. So it is sung by the guy that leaves you all of those endless voicemails on your expiring car's extended warranty. Yeah. I think it's the same guy that actually <laughs> sings the, uh, the remake of, um, what's the Aladdin song where he's like on the carpet, magic whole carpet. new world. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a remake of that. I, I, oh, really? You want to hear it? Oh, <laughs> it's really good. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, for all our viewers out there, I like random things and finding stupid. So, Here's a shortcut of uh, of what girls want, and yeah, here we go. Hey, hey, hey! What the hell do you think of yourself? I always search for good in bad. I also search for bad in good. So I can't even understand it. I'm a very good bad boy. It's all I'm a very good. Yeah. Yeah. There that that's a thing. Well, I mean, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> there's a part two if you want to hear part two. No, I don't. No, there really is. It's awesome. Um women want bad boys and they want to be treated right also. And the only way to do that is to be a, a very good bad boy. Oh. I feel oh like that's this, what they want. Yeah, I feel I'm this guy hits it. <laughs> and he sings it like a winner too. Is that the guy that's like, this is Peggy? (laughs) (laughs) State Farm commercials. He's Peggy. But yeah, so, you know, I I found that. I I like random stuff. You know that. Um, Yeah. Good. I could probably watch that four more times just not that loud. And it goes into like, I mean, we see like the latest string on social media of, I don't know, complaints. And I always try to like be the cynic on some of this stuff too, or like bring levity to the situation. And the people that actually, I know that talk about it the most are the ones that comment back the most. And I'm like, do you understand like who I'm talking to? Like, I don't get it. Like there's no like realization of behavior. Yeah. I, and, well, I don't think there is. That's part of the narcissistic yeah. personality that we actually live in. A, we live in a world that really, really condones narcissism. Absolutely. In a major, major way. Absolutely. Um, and it is, it's, it's those people that are like, they're, they're totally, they will comment back and say, oh yeah, you know, I agree or whatever and, and go off in their little diatribe. But then you turn around and you're like, you see him doing all of these behaviors and you're like, you don't recognize it. You don't see it. Yeah. It's, By the way, this is the Dadvocacy Podcast. Oh, hey, yeah. We're here uh, for episode 23. <laughs> yeah. This is Ryan. This is Tristan. So is this the GOAT episode since Jordan is the greatest of all time and number 23 that... I, I mean, I guess I hope this that. episode doesn't end up being like a total it's, turd. This totally sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so like, what, what's something that you've seen lately? Like you, you were talking about something yeah. you read and that was kind of like, I'm seeing yeah, that's stupid. And you know, I'm seeing it a lot actually. <laughs> so first of all, I am a major advocate for personal responsibility. Absolutely. Um, I think everybody you, should be. Well, if like, you get a chance, yeah. read the book, extreme ownership. I'll let you borrow it if you want. It's freaking amazing. And it talks about leadership um, through Navy SEALs. So a Navy SEAL, when they when they lead somebody, if that person fails, it's not on the person that failed. It's on the owner, the, the leader, right? Hey, my directive wasn't clear enough. Um, I didn't give you 
expectations are right. You didn't ask enough questions. I didn't answer them or I didn't, you know, give enough or make sure you understood the directive. Right. Yeah. Um, so we own everything like me when I raise my kids, if they screw up, dude, that's my ownership. Like a hundred percent. I'm all about that. Um, but I'm seeing so many ladies and this isn't everybody, of course, but there are a lot out there lately that are saying that they are reflections of how their boyfriends treat them. Yuck. Um, no, you're a reflection of your heart. 100%. Right. I could be the biggest schmuck in the planet and you aren't going to turn into that same person. You're going to be who you are. Yeah. You wouldn't, you should leave me first of all. So I'm not a reflection of who I'm dating ever. And I never will be. And I'm not a reflection of how they treat me. You could treat me like dirt and I'll walk away. It's all good. You treat me like gold. I'm going to treat you like gold back. Right. But I'm not going to change my, my character inherently. Right. Um, I used to think, and not to interrupt, but like, no, it's okay. The kids were a reflection of their parents. It's not true. That's not always true. Yeah. Freaking weird. Yeah. It's now like, cause I know a lot of crappy parents and I know a lot of great kids. Yeah. And I know a lot of amazing parents and you see some crappy kids. Crappy kids. Yeah. And so it is the individual ownership. Like, you know, there could be shortcomings in certain ways, but I mean, like from the relationship standpoint, there's no way that like we should ever put the ownership of, like who we are is based upon somebody else's actions or inactions. You can't predicate that on somebody else. And a big one also, I mean, like my job is not to make you happy. It's not. My job no. is to be happy myself. And then my part of that is bringing my happiness into your life to create our double happy rainbow of awesome, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right? I mean, even from the aspect of, you know, my job is to, you know, take joy in all things. Right. Mm-hmm. And even when there's a bad day, I'm not going to like let you, you know, I'm going to have enough wherewithal, but like sometimes, yeah, you do need to just cry it out. Like, I'm not going to tell you, get over it. Like, it's not that bad. No, I think that's actually exceptional advice because when we look at children and you'll, you, I mean, you're young, yeah. you've got a young kid in the house. When he gets upset or he does something bad or whatever, gets hurt or gets emotionally whatever, right? He cries immediately. Yeah. How fast is he over that? Very quick. As soon as he's done crying, right? Yeah. Now as adults, we decided crying was bad, right? Yeah. How many adults harbor negative feelings because they haven't cried it out yet? I think it's that way with broken relationships. It's been that way with, I mean, you can name it like losing a job or whatever. Like if you don't let yourself cry, you, you're just going to harbor that and hold it inside your body. Yeah. That's awful. Sorry, dude. I just, I, no, you're fine. Cause I, I look at it and it's, you know, like you said, an individual can't be a reflection of you. And like, the thing is I'm in control of how I treat other people, but I'm mm-hmm. not. And we've talked about this many times in the past, right? I have no control over how other people take what I say. Right. You can only control what you take. Yeah. I can control what I let come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in the heat of the moment, like you say things that you might regret, you should have the maturity to be able to apologize for them. And, own up to your wrongs and your shortcomings. Yep. But at the same time, like now if that person goes and turns into being a total schmuck and like, you know, ripping off people or breaking hearts or whatever, you know, they go and become a serial killer. Is it my fault? No. And if you're dating a serial killer, do you become a serial killer? Because that's what effectively they're saying yeah. online is, Oh, Hey, um, I've changed because of this person. No, and if that's the case, okay, fine. You dated a guy that cheated on you. So guess what? Now you're a cheater. Yep. Wow. That's 
Yeah, right. Like <laughs> I would just answer it that way. Then, oh, you want to be a reflection of who you're dating? I'm not. I mean, it's like we have to. It, it's really it boils down to personal responsibility. You go, yeah. Hey, I acted out because he did this bad thing. So you chose to do something because he's not in control of your body or your mouth. If you choose to stay with that person, yeah, then you're kind of a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't. I don't know. Like it, it gets to be. Dude, it's hard. It's a hard. I mean, it's hard because you want to you like, I'm trying not to be like a total cold jerk about the subject matter <laughs> because like I could be like, dude, it's so cut and dry. Like if we don't get to have to, if we rob ourselves of the opportunity to take ownership for our actions or rob somebody else from the ownership of taking responsibility for their actions, like you're just enabling this giant circle of crap and you're going to continue to live in it and you're never going to be able to willing, be willing to put blame where blame should be put. Well, I mean, like you never, you never create that change you're always talking about. Yeah. And we see a lot of people online talking about their change and what they're going to be and they always end up back at where they were exactly and then they go, oh, I'm going to do this now. Or it's or, a superficial change instead of a heart change or a habit change. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, I've been treated by crap by everybody else and, you know, I fell short and he's dating somebody prettier than me. So I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Like I'm going to take plastic surgery out or like from the guy's standpoint, like, yeah, she left me for some other dude. That's a total beefcake. I guess I got to go to the gym and I got to, you know, gear up or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, or it's like, I've got, maybe I've got to be hard too. I've got to be, I got to harden my heart and start being a jerk back. You know, like the, there's very few things that I've taken. Well, not very few. There's a lot of things you take from old relationships, right? Um, and primarily for guys, we take the misses. If we actually take it to heart, why the relationship didn't work. We look at those things where we missed and we're doing the right things. And we do those things in the next relationship. Absolutely. Which is kind of weird to think, but it's true. I mean, like any, any oh, guy listening, get it. if you've actually had that relationship where you thought, you know, Hey, you know, I mess this up. How, where did I go wrong? Or what didn't I do that, that met her needs? Are you doing those new things or those things in your current relationship? You know, and it it kind of goes to what Keith had talked about when he was on our show in our last episode. Like time really is a big factor, right? Yeah. And the, obviously there's the old saying that time heals all wounds. You know, sometimes that's what we need, right? If we want to move past something, sometimes it's just giving ourselves enough time. We don't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to take everything personally. And I kind of put it in a post the other day. And I don't know if you read. Oh, dude, I saw I, it. And actually, I liked the post more than the meme. My person on my personal. Page? Yeah, your personal. Yeah. Yeah. Where is that at, dude? Did you? I'm going to uh, grab it right now. And you should have been prepared. Sorry. Hey, so by the way, everybody, if you didn't know, yesterday was my birthday. Yeah. Um, so happy birthday, brother. So this is the, uh, this is the birthday, Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, episode. Sunday was Father's Day as well. So, yeah. yeah. So the, the original meme was like, don't let this tainted self-love trend have you 50 and alone. Because you walked away from everything that didn't serve you instead of learning conflict resolution, right? Learning how to handle the hard issue head on. Like, let's fix If there's a problem, let's fix it. That's the meme. Read what you wrote above it, though. So I said, big yep on this one. Strong independent culture has gone off the rails and in some cases morphed into veiled narcissism or jaded, unhealed immaturity. Not everything in your path was meant for you, but it doesn't mean that it was against you either. Okay, so read just that last line. Not everything in your path was meant for you but it doesn't mean it was against you either. That's profound. I mean, that that's like reading the Medea or listening to the Medea episode we had, right? Yeah. Where Medea is talking about how people there are, I mean, their leaves come and go during the seasons. And those are, those are the friends that come and go. Yeah. Right. 
and some will stick around longer than others. You've got your trunk and those are your true people. And then you've got your big branches that hold off. And those are, I mean, that's your circle. Yeah. But most people are going to be like the leaves and fall off every season. And that's just how it is. And it's not a bad thing. Those people weren't meant for you and they're not against you, but there was something to learn from each one. No, absolutely. You know, my, my buddy Ryan posted something in, in that thread was like. R squared, you know, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's like, all part of the throwaway and instant gratification societal pressure. Great things take work and dedication, especially relationships. And we are all difficult people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. Like, I could have said it better. Cause it's like, yeah, this is behavior is not much different than cancel culture. If you really think about this cycle that we're on. I agree. Like it's just nothing but avoidance instead of addressing a hard issue, standing your ground, like having convictions and a backbone, mm-hmm. being able to call out bad actors being yep. able to call yourself out when you fall short. That's the biggest one. Like anybody can point yeah. a finger at somebody else. Everybody does, right? Yeah, everybody does. And that's where the veiled narcissism is. Like, dude, it's just. Well, it's funny because like you always see these posts from the people that typically post like what I talked about. Yeah. Are always like, they were a narcissist. They did this, they did that. And then you look through the posts and it's all narcissistic activities and, and, and comments. Yeah. And. I'm not saying everybody that, that calls somebody else a narcissist is that, but it's just like calling everybody racist right now. Yep. Everybody else is a narcissist. I'm totally fine. Check yourself. If you think somebody else is being one, look at your actions and behaviors honestly and openly. Yeah. Cause Keith, I mean, Keith even hit on that. Like, dude, am I a narcissist? Like asking one, a narcissist would never ask that question, mm-hmm. right? They would, you know, they wouldn't one really care. Yeah. But two, like they wouldn't have this self-reflection, the ability to have empathy for what other people might appear to think or, you know, consider. And, and so that it's just difficult because, you know, we live in the society where something offends us. Boom. It's gone. Like cut it out. Yeah. Stop We're willing to throw stuff away. Right. I'm in a relationship with so-and-so he offended me. He's gone. Or she offended me. She's gone. Like I'm going to cut her. I'm going to ghost her. I don't care. I don't even necessitate a response. Sometimes. Yes. Like, I will, I don't say there, I advocate for ghosting. There are certain reasons, certain why reasons should. why you should, yep. when it's a safety issue, when it's a mental health issue, something like that, where it is unsafe or it's unhealthy for you, gone. You don't, you don't owe them an answer. Mm-hmm. You owe them nothing. And I mean, that's, and that's totally okay. Yeah. And if somebody's mistreating you again, the same thing, like you should know how you're valued already. And if they start doing the, the things that walked on the path that show you, they don't value you. Just walk away. Like there's no, yeah. there is no reason in the world for you to stay and take mistreatment. Well, and you, and you can stand your ground. Say, I mean, give them the fact of like, hey, I feel this way. You do, you're doing this action. I'm feeling this way. This isn't working. Best of luck. Bye. I'm out. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. You're not going to be a cold hearted B word. You're not going to be a, a D bag, whatever. Like now, that's being mature. If they try and emotionally manipulate you at that point. Yeah. You, what are you talking about? You know, you always do that. I mean, if it immediately comes back to an attack on you, you made the right choice. Walk on down the road, get on out. And crying doesn't mean they're sorry. No, let's actions. Yeah. Let's be real. I mean, there are so many guys that are, that'll abuse you and then cry when you want to walk away. Um, no, I can't stand. Just walk away. I can't stand the thought of losing you. Mm-hmm. No, you can't stand the thought of somebody finding out about who you are. And that's it. It's pretty basic. It's not super yeah. hard. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's been tough. So like your birthday, obviously 
another quote unquote year older. I am 42 now. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, you want to take the special route, obviously. I mean, you kind of took some self time for, uh, off work, which, yeah, I, so, which I applaud. I mean, honestly, man, and like, um, typically I don't take my, my birthday off unless it's already like sure. on, a, on a weekend or whatever, a yeah. day that I don't work. I don't do that That's either. literally the only time. So, um, this year I, I did, I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm taking some time off. I'm going to relax. I just want to chill. Yesterday was, a, yesterday was awesome. And it's weird. Cause like I'm 42 now and I'm like, I'm older and I'm like, all I did was sit down and watch TV and enjoy myself. I got some Starbucks and got my free Starbucks on, you know, like just hung out with my kid, watch TV. Um, we had like a, a nightmare on Elm street marathon, which was stupid. And it's funny because, okay. So, I mean, I, I grew up watching Disney. My mom, like my, our entire life was like, no, no bad stuff. No, whatever. Right. But then I would go spend time with my dad who was in the Navy and he would have all these movies lined up, like all the Robocops, all the poltergeists, all this crazy stuff I wasn't allowed to yeah. watch. And it would like, we do a week into this. That was my dad's idea. Cause he was like, I'm just going to save all these movies. I want to watch to watch them with you. Right. So me at a young age of only Disneyland and oh only boy, Disney, dude, that's like, like nightmares. And Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I get over it fast because like, you have to, right. Yeah. Um, in the last poltergeist, one of the last ones, there's, they're like in a hotel and the ghosty things come out of mirrored or reflective surfaces. Right. And that was the last movie we watched that night. And I remember this distinctly because my dad's condo, the bathroom was literally all mirrors. <laughs> literally all mirrors. Oh man. I and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I, my, my world's just been shocked. Like I, I like my brain is just full of awful. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're like trying to take a leak, staring at myself, wondering if myself is going to come alive and start to try to kill me or suck me into the whatever realm. Right. And I don't, have you seen these? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, so yesterday, I, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I was watching, what I was reading, but I really wanted to watch. Um, it was Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors. Because I was like, I always thought it was cool. Like when it was like a wizard and stuff. And the guy was a martial artist and stuff and all this craziness. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's fun. You know? So I was like, I want to watch it. And it turned into like this. My, my son was like, can we watch another one? And I'm like, I don't care. You know? <laughs> and it's weird watching them now. They're one, the animation and effects are horrible. awful awful like horrible. so bad there it's not even scary and I'm, it's I'm like campy dude like it's not even cheesy it's like it's so it, poorly done. dude it's so it's so weird because i remember as a kid like these were scary oh yeah right and maybe it's because we've gone so far with technology that like we don't even know what's going on yeah but it wasn't scary at all it was more like oh that's funny oh this is totally corny like why it was so corny so we were watching, uh, my son and I, Owen and I, were watching TV Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, we were watching, I can't remember. It was like, just you know, you flip through like the end channels and there's like, if you have a Samsung TV, you get some of those like Oh yeah, you get tons of them, yeah. yeah. So like we're watching one of those channels and it was like animal something, like because he loves animals. Yep. For whoever's bright idea it was at 7.45 on a Sunday evening to play the preview for the new... Um, purge movie oh my gosh i'm gonna punch that person in the face here's here's that like wrecked my child's world like instantaneously boom yeah just crying instant crying here's a commercial like i can't even i've I've never watched one of those i don't see like okay freddy krueger all those things you know i I have i watched him growing up right as a kid in the 80s and the early 90s it was what you did the nostalgia of it yeah Yeah. and that's why i watched it 
there, uh, there is no inherent value in watching them, right? Yeah. There was no jump scares. It was just, for me, it was reminiscing me like, oh, this is totally stupid. You know, I'm flipping to my yeah. phone, whatever. Um, and just the entertainment value because it was just, they're so stupid. Um, but like the Purge movies, I'm like, I'm trying to find the value in, in the movie or, or watching it. And I, I can't find a reason. And I hate saying that because I'm like, okay, so we have lawlessness for one day. What's the point? Like, so people could go around and kill each other. Like, okay. And now it's over. And this last purge, I saw, you're right. I saw the trailer for that. I don't know, like maybe a month ago or whatever. And I was like, why? Like how many more of these can we make? And why? What's, what's the point? Mm, It's like the human centipede one. Like what the crap? They made like three of those. I know. And it's like, why? And you're like, really? Did, did it really do that well that you're making more? Sharknado. (laughs) And shark, I can see that though. I can totally see Sharknado, Lava lava Rantula, which is like a lava tarantula tarantula thing. Like the sci-fi corny movies, people that dig that totally dig it. Well, it's like when you watch, I don't know if you've ever watched Zardoz. Yes. Yes, I have. (laughs) It's like like watching Kroll, K-R-U-L-L back in the day. Like I, and Beastmaster's kind of on that level, although it's got more of a bigger phone. I love Army of Darkness. They're making another one, by (laughs) the way. I know, so it's Yeah. And I'm like, these cult followings are great, but like the purge, I don't, there's no fun in it. You're like, okay, so um, everybody prepares for a day where people just go crazy and do whatever the hell they, whatever want. they want. And then it's, then literally the next day you're, it's all good. And you're like, no, how do you, you can't look at your neighbor after that point. No, you can't, there's no value in society at that point. Like, so what's, what's the reason behind the movie and why are there so many so far? Like, are, are that many people actually watching these? I don't know, but I could take the, the spiritual out of it and like end up sounding like a, you know. I know we could, we could preach on days for that, Oh yeah. but I just, I, I don't know. I mean, even military, the military me is like, well, there's no value because yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, you know what? No. Um, because mostly the people that talk the loudest, they don't bite. No. You know what I mean? So the people that, that are acting out in these movies are not the ones that would be doing anything in real life. No. At all. But, uh, can, we talk, about, can we talk about legalizing tanks and F-15s? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Do you really want to go there? No, I don't know if we want to go politics right now. Okay, so I'm going to say one thing. We're not not going to talk about that. Yeah. Here's here's the one thing I do want to say on politics. Everybody's got to be a freaking marked person, like of some kind. No, I'm I'm going to leave it with this because I think this is this is very fair to say in any political anything, and I'm not going to say it's political either. I'm going to say if your president goes, look, I shared 16 of our greatest defense secrets or whatever that should not be attacked by cyber terrorism because they're too important to our infrastructure with any other nation nation period. There's issues. If I'm I'm telling you ally or not. Yeah. You don't go, Hey, here's our 16 biggest infrastructure issues that you could attack cyberly and just wipe us out. So don't do these, but do all the rest. It's okay. And then Um, tell your own people that, that you did it. You can't. Well, no. Tell your own people that like your government was almost overthrown by unarmed individuals. But if you want to overthrow us, it's going to take nuclear weapons and F-15s. Yeah. No. Um, no. We live in the giant, the big, most like this in your China. face. No, and but it's the most in your face like hypocrisy that I've I've personally ever experienced. I think a lot of people are are being made very aware of it. And you know, like I'm not, we're being gaslighted like no other, like it, uh, no other level. time that we've experienced. Yeah. I think outside of like, I didn't live through McCarthyism, so I don't know mm-hmm. what that was like back in the fifties, you know, but like, 
You know you what know? I love seeing though? So I, I enjoy scrolling through TikTok because um, I follow a lot of like political type things, whatever, yeah. right? And I love seeing people coming from like Venezuela, Cuba, um, all sorts of other places, right? That come here and are like, this is the greatest land ever. You yeah. can say whatever you want and you don't get persecuted immediately or thrown in jail or murdered. And and if I don't work, I get free money. I don't just starve. You know, like yeah. I, I was watching a video where a guy was making like $13 a day and a Happy Meal if you, no, sorry, it was a month. I'm sorry. It was $13 a it's month. In was Venezuela. Yeah. Happy meal in Venezuela. It's like $9. It's, but it's 9 million boulevards. Yeah. And he, he was yeah. like, he was like, you can buy this, this with a, if you work an entire month and save all your money, you can buy one meal. And I'm like, holy crap. Cause we don't see how good we have it. No. Um, and I mean, I, I assume most of you guys that are listening are probably feel the same way. We all, America is the U S sorry. Cause America is North and South America. Yeah. So, you know, we can't count. Right. But the yeah. U S is so incredible. And then if you watch what's going on in Canada right now, Canada's a train wreck. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, everybody thought Canada was free and they're like being super silent about it. Well, they're being, they're, they're not able to talk about it. Well, yeah. But I mean, that, that's what our media is. is not even saying anything about what's it's, going it's on. It's like now. China's walked up in there and, and doing their thing. Like it's crazy, crazy talk. So I enjoy TikTok for that because they, I mean, they, they wanted to deplatform it again because there's so much community talking out about, no, this isn't right. This is what's going on. Hey, this is what we stand for. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, like I followed David Harris. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. Like Negative. The, he's like a black conservative, very outspoken individual, but, um, I follow lots of those and a bunch of gay ones too. Yeah. And I, I love it. He I showed one, it. he showed one today of, a school board meeting. It's like grassroots uprisings of school board meetings of people finally like standing against this crap of the, you know, the critical race theory. Yeah. Finally, like standing around, like we need to stop dividing ourselves by race. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's funny. It's like anything that if you really played or read like Martin Luther King stuff to anybody that's on the left nowadays and say, you know, what do you think about it? Well, they hear Martin Luther King. So, oh, of course I'm going to support him. Oh, do you really support it? Well, if you do said, you if really you said support it was it? anybody else, they wouldn't yeah. support it. No. Um, and, and that's true because he, he actually spoke out about a lot of crazy things. If you read the, I have a dream speech and said it was Donald J. Trump. They'd freaking run you up the flagpole. Yeah. Man, it's just, it's crazy though. Yeah. I just, and we don't want to get too political on it, of course, because no. we're not, that's not our platform, but it is. I mean, like I see so much stuff and I'm thinking, man, our kids have to be strong in order to make it tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say, I wanna, you want to say the future, right? When they're adults, no, they, they have to be strong right now to make it tomorrow. You know, and, and so I'll take the stance of like the man who stands for nothing is one that'll fall for anything. hundred percent. And, you know, so whether that's left, right, center, whatever, stand hard, right? If you're going to, if you want to like, and I always challenge my friends that are Democrats, if you're going to be a Democrat, defend the crap out of it, man. Like you better be, you know, have your facts in alignment that you use as your guidepost for your judgment. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just swayed emotionally all the time, you will never stand on anything. It's shifting sand. And, it, and that's, that's the whole point of that actual piece is that's what the sand represents. Yeah. You, you have to be emotionally stable and know when to, when to speak. It's like Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Know when to hold him. Know when yeah. to hold him. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah. Hey, if you come at me logically and you say, Hey, look, this, 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 and I go, wow, I didn't know that. 
I've changed my mind. I yeah. love challenging my paradigm. I think it's amazing. Well, it's like this week, you know, and I take the, because I take my, my faith is my compass. Right. Mm. But ultimately like, you know, the 10th the commandment, what are the, the most important commandments? Love God, love others. Right. Yep. You don't have to support their thought process. You don't have to join in what they're doing in their wrongness, right? Or in yours. You don't expect them to join you in yours. Yeah. But you can still love them through it. Mm -hmm. So like we had this week a individual in the NFL that came out of the closet, right? Yeah. Everybody's up in arms and I'm like, who cares? and, And like, and that's not me thinking like who, like. You're not, you're not saying who cares that he came out. You're saying, what does a sexuality have to do with anything? Yeah. Let's be real. What does your sexuality have to do with? How should that affect me? Why should I care? Yeah. I'm not there. I don't give a, I don't give a crap. Go do your thing. I'll support you. Yeah. Right. I mean, go, go. I'm not a Raider fan. So like, yeah. yeah. So like, Mm, mm. you know, if he was any other, like, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) if I was a Raider fan, like, go, yeah, just go get sacks and not the type that sacks. uh, (laughs) Is he a tight end? No, he's a, he's a defensive end. Okay. I'm sorry. Tight I had to end, say that. wide receiver. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just said, I, you know back, who we are. We full, can't help it. Fullback. No. <laughs> I know. But so seriously though, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why I, why you want to tell me about, I mean like, okay, you're vegan. So, yep. Cool. I don't care. It's like, you know, the things that you hear. You from enjoy people. what you enjoy. I enjoy what I enjoy. Yeah. I, I like, I like anime. I, got, I like to watch cartoons. I'm vaccinated. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? All right. You the, know, there's the, my, Fart noise and thumbs I mean, like, up, by the way. The weird thing is like, do these things make you who you are? No. They don't. Your sexuality doesn't make you a good or a bad person. You know, and it's like, do you right? want a gold star and a cookie? Do you want to be treated like everybody else? Or do you want to be treated differently? Because you I mean, smashing like, me in the face with it means to me, it's screaming. I want to be treated differently. As a heterosexual male, I don't walk around and talk about how I have hetero- heterosexual sex all the time. It. People, right, it would lose like that. Like, yeah, but, no, but who like, cares? Like, yeah, it, who cares? There's, there's no point. I'm not out there like trying to be like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm a male and I like girls only, and that's that. But well, right? I mean, who cares? What if everybody every day did that? Like, just announce. I mean, and we talked about it with the vaccination thing. Yeah. Like, we just started announcing things that we do every day. But and it's like, who? So, and nobody cares. Like, my friends that are gay, they don't go, hey, I'm gay. They don't tell me every day that they're just good people, and they are really good people. You know, that's what I care about. Are you a good person or not? Yeah, and so like, that's why. And let it people be at that. Bang on Christians, right? Because they'll say they're Christian, and then they they fall short. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, it, it's the same way with any of these other things. Like, you could say you're this, but like, dude, I'm gonna bang. I'm like, then I'm gonna. You know, you're going to be prepared to take shot, get shots taken at yeah. when you fall short of whatever you say you believe in. You know, it's where it's like, you know, if everybody professes they're a Christian, yeah, you shouldn't be ashamed in that. But also you should be like living in the way that like. Well, you're trying to because yeah. nobody's perfect. And no. that's what it is. We're all going to fall short of anything that we try and do. That's how it is. That's yeah. how you learn. I mean, imagine if you succeeded at everything you did. <laughs> Would you learn anything? No, you have to fall short. That's how you, that's how you crawl. That's how you start walking. As Ben Franklin says, things that hurt instruct. But also it's like, if if you want to be flamboyantly gay, like, okay, why? I mean, for me, I I don't care. I'm like, whatever. If if you, if you want that attention, go for it. And that's what it is. And that's all it is. Is it it attention? Is that what you want? Mm -hmm. Because like, really, if you want to be gay, go be gay. Like, I can't make that decision for you. My words are not going to sway your decision. I know in my heart, like my personal compass and I'm not saying like what's good for me is good for me. And what's good for you is good for you. I'm hardline. Like I know what the Bible says about that stuff, yep. but am I going to go turn around and like, go, 
you don't bash that person's head in? Well, here's no, my thing also. Absolutely not. A lot of people um, that are, and I know you're hardline, but you're not, you're not like crazy. So no. when I say this, you can argue if you want, but I know that if Christ was here today, he would be hanging out with the gays and he would be hanging out with the lesbians and then those groups. Yeah. Cause, because give, that's they what would start to listen to his message. If you're a jerk, people aren't going to listen to you. But, but that's, but that's the thing. Like a lot of people, I've had people trying to argue with me and say, look, you know, Christ would be totally against the gays. He'd reach out and be like, no, you're done. And I'm like, no, he wouldn't. He would be outreaching because when he was here, he wasn't hanging with the Pharisees. He was hanging with the who? The yeah, prostitutes. The tax collectors. The, 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 he yeah. was hanging with the lowest of the low. And I'm not, don't take offense to that guys. Cause we're not saying that, but I'm saying no. that if it was against him, he was with you and he is, he can even be in your heart. That's okay. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, but you know, I don't have a say in someone's salvation, but these, but these Christians that are, that are like super in your face, like, Oh, you're damned to hell because you're gay. No, that's not how it works. That's not how you're going to reach any gay people for Jesus. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and that's not how it's it going to be like, Hey, come have dinner. Like, let me show you that like, yes, I can be a believer. I'm not going to accept, I, I'm not going to join you in your sexuality, sexuality. I'm not going to join you in that. Well, and I'm frankly, I'm not even going to celebrate it, but what I can do is I can honor you. Yeah. And I'm going to hug you. Yeah. And if, if you're doing like, I mean, honestly, man, when they were doing a lot of gay pride parade stuff way back in the day, you remember that? And there were Christians on the sidelines hugging people. That's how it should be. Yeah. I, you shouldn't be there protesting if, but I'm not going to join in your sexuality. No. And that's what it is. There's a difference between my heart and your heart and my sexuality and your sexuality. Right. That's you know, really what it is. It's, and it's scripture of all things. Like I'm going to hold fast to that because of my faith. Right. But I'm not naive enough to think that I don't fall short too. You know, like I'm not going to. And, and so like, you know, the, I think that I was, used I the think analogy really previously. Yeah, but that was I a great used, statement. But I used the analogy previously of like, you know, we're all walking along <clears> our path. And if we're looking at in a spirituality sense, you know, like sin is something that causes us to trip and fall on the pathway. Mm-hmm. Right. Or it's like a mud puddle or whatever. You know, do you pick yourself up out of it and keep walking? Or do you sit in that mud puddle, recognize, you know, that it's that that caused you to stumble. But you're like, I kind of like it here. Yep. That's that's sin. Like, I the, mean, like the, the big thing is the, that my sin isn't less than your sin. No, it's the the whole matter. <laughs> it's all what. the same thing. Cause it could be with some people it could be gambling. Some other people it could be mm-hmm. lust. It could be whatever. Like you could start picking sin. And no, we're all struggling. And, and Jesus was very clear, like saying like no sin is greater than any other, except the one that condemns God, like right. Yep. The ultimate sin. Like you want, when you lose your inner voice. Yeah. That's, that's easy enough. That's the easiest way to put it. So people understand it easily. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, so, but it is, so it just, it's just too much crazy. I just, we got to stop putting ourselves in these finite buckets. Yeah. And that's really the whole thing. And that's like critical race theory or, you know, the homosexuality thing, whatever. Like you can take whatever grouping you're looking at, like even hetero male Christians, like we are been put in a bucket now and been told as evil and being told to be ignored. Like, you know, or the, it's funny because I was, um, because there was, I was watching, I don't remember the guy's name, I love him, like something Peterson. Uh, anyway, Jordan Peterson, dude's amazing, right? Yeah, uh, he's, he's very outspoken because he just, he just speaks, he speaks truth in reality. And he was having a conversation with a lady who said, Look, men are patriarchal suppressors, blah blah blah, and they make up the top end. Of the, and he, he was, he was like, Wait, no, there are millions of men in blue collar jobs that are not at the top end of the entire spectrum. So he's talking, you're saying maybe, maybe 5%, maybe 8%. He's like, there are more women 
in, in jobs that have more power than there are of men. He was like, so you want to talk about equality? Why don't we make it 50% women are bricklayers and 50% men instead of 98% men are bricklayers and 2% are women? Yeah. He was like, all you've got to do is look at this. And it's like, and, and you go through and you're like, you know, we, we have all these crazy arguments and it's, it's true. There are many people, and I'm not going to say just women, that don't want grueling jobs like that. Well, like I mean, that video I sent you the other day of the one individual just saying, I don't want to work anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was awful. But I mean, like, and how many construction workers do you see that are women? Very few. How many welders do you see? I'm seeing more. Isn't that cool? Which I is think cool. that's totally it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. The engineers, same thing. Like, yeah. I, I've got, I've got a female friend who does amazing and she's now like, like she's putting together this, uh, this, um, 280Z, right? But she's got a, the LS1 engine in it. She's redoing it, welding the frame with her boyfriend and stuff. It's freaking crazy. She's, oh, that's dude, awesome. it's amazing. Yeah. I love watching it and watching it get it done. And her welding's beautiful. Like, like I'm not a welder, but I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's nice bead. It's that nice is some sensual flat. welding. Yeah. I mean, if it could be, if LL Cool J could weld, it would look like that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. But I mean, like, seriously, yeah. we just, there are so many people that want to get angry and say, oh, well, it's not fair. It's not this. And then when you look at the actual numbers and the reasons behind the not fair, it is fair. So why are we talking about this on Father's Day? Actually, let's take a commercial. Yeah, let's do commercial real fast. And then we'll jump in because I, I like the Father's Day perspective that we're going to take because it was just Father's Day. Well, it's so, Ryanism too. Yeah. You do that. Okay. We'll, let's be pause. right back. What's up? Um, so. What's up? Hello, <laughs> cool. Hey, you got him. Did you, know that, uh, <laughs> did you know that Father's Day is offensive? Yeah. So, uh, oh my gosh. I saw that. Father's well, it's Day like everything offensive. that, I mean, like Mother's Day is now offensive because of birthing person's day. Blah, blah, blah. We're staying on the tangent a little bit for a second, so bear with us. But like, you know, how to be a dad in today's society, no matter what end of the political or economic spectrum you're on, like somehow somebody thinks you're doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, you could be somebody's going to question father. Also. Yeah, you could be you could a gay be dad. Anything. Somebody's going to question your ability to be a dad. You could be a, a minority gay man. Democrat. Yep. And someone's going <laughs> to be like, oh, you're doing it wrong because you're a dad. Yeah. You're a guy. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. You have no idea what you're doing. Speaking you know, of, or like give you a baby, like in just all of a sudden, like, no, I'm a guy, I'm going to kill this child. I don't know. I'm going like, to actually, I, I plan on watching fatherhood either tonight or tomorrow night. Have you seen it? Netflix. Is it? Kevin Hart plays a single father whose mother dies and he raises the daughter by himself. I'm trying. I haven't seen that one. Oh my gosh, man. The trailer got me. Okay. Oh my God. I watched, oh. I watched last full measure by the way. Oh, nice. Okay. I sobbed. No. Dude, watch, I watch, watch fatherhood so we can talk about it next but, time because holy smokes, it, it, the trailer will get you. Sorry. I know I took Yeah, yeah. Thing. No, you're fine. But like, you know, somewhere, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to think that we're doing it wrong, right? We're, we haven't been able to carry our role as a caretaker. If you're a single dad and listening, um, you know, and you're a full-time single dad, even like yeah. you, you have, or have majority custody or whatever, somebody's going to be questioning or looking at your role and kind of having that sideways eye of like, hmm. This yeah. isn't best for the child. For some reason, we have it in our minds that like mom should have a kid, right? Mom should have the kids more. Mm -hmm. Like that's just the way it should be because moms are whatever. You're enough, dads. You're enough, right? And, you know, we, we get told like maybe we're not meeting expectations of others or family or even our own. Like sometimes that's the most dangerous one is that we have those expectations of ourselves and like, we feel like we're falling short. Dude, it's, it is tough being a single dad because you are constantly questioning yourself. Yeah. 
Am I doing it right? Am I doing it well enough? Am I whatever? And here's the funniest part is like, there is no map for, for being a parent. No, we're all screwed. And that, I mean, that's it. I'm going to put it out there. If you, if you've ever, if you're a parent and you're listening, you know, that feeling where you're like, I got a baby. What yeah. do I do? It's like, imagine. So if you want to know, but he's like, what's parenthood like? I'm like, all right, you ever juggled like flaming swords? <laughs> it's like, no. And I was like, okay, imagine yourself juggling flaming swords and somebody tosses you a baby. Yeah. That's parenthood. Well, here's <laughs> like, it. It's amazing to think that, <laughs> that our children are watching us grow up. Absolutely. That's what we're doing, right? Absolutely. And I mean, hundred percent. I'm trying to, I'm just trying to make it, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh my, you know, I'm 42 now, right? I should have everything straightened out ahead of me. And I'm a giant freaking man child just trying to figure out what the hell I'm doing with my life. Especially if your kids are young, like you're learning at the same time you're trying to teach. Yeah. So you're teaching like what you may have said two months ago. You realize like that doesn't work. I'm going to say this from now. Yeah. Like I'm going to change my, I can't take that approach anymore. You, you really like it. It is tough because everything the best part of being a parent is that it challenges your paradigm because you have to go, I'm not going to be my parents, yep. but you do want to be the best part of your parents. And Absolutely. not just the parts that made you feel warm and fuzzy, but you have to look at how you were disciplined your entire life by your parents and go, which part of this do I use effectively from, for my kids too? Because it has to be, you have to be the character and you have to adapt because you're not going to be in the yeah. same environment your parents were in. Totally different but you can have the same character traits. Yeah. It's going to be exemplified differently. Like you're going to see the result elsewhere, but you can still have that. So like men, like dads, like you're not a victim, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, but you sure as heck need to advocate for your role as dad. 100%. You know, fight tooth and nail for your role. So if you don't have your kids a lot, you're not a victim, right? But you sure as heck can fight. How can you fight the right fight? And if you feel like you're a victim, are you fighting? Yeah. Or are you just like at that point, honestly, I would feel like I've rolled over. Yeah. I'm accept my plight. Like, no dude, if you, if so, if you don't have your kids with you hundred percent of the time, what are you doing daily to make yourself a better dad? What are, are you, you doing daily to like, I mean, are you really trying or are you just focused on you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's so, and this, I'm going to say, this is men and women. Oh, too. I mean, Absolutely. And, and we it's see parents. Parents yeah, period, we, we, yeah. we see too much of that also. It's just to be a, a parent, you need to be active. Yeah. Involved. Yep. Present. Not on your phone. Present. Invested. Like and you. then, and for your kids, make them present also. Like, I mean, so Dylan lost his phone again. <laughs> it's, it's a cycle, you know, yeah. and it is, it's always going to be because it's learning. That's whole sure. process, right? And dude, it was, it was super cool to have him present, like really present, you know, to be there and to watch him read. I don't know why, but I love watching my kids read. I think it's the coolest thing ever. And I don't know. Owen's learned now. And so like, I'm every time he's like, we'd drive down the road and he just reads signs to me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. to me, it's like a trip because you know, he, dad, what's that sign say? And now he's like, one way only. Blah, blah. I mean, everything we read, it's like, you know, rest stop one mile. I'm like, okay, cool. All right, buddy. Yeah. That's what it says. Like, mm -hmm. but to him, it's like the neatest discovery he's ever had because now he understands all of these things in this world that at one time they were just objects. Yeah. He's like, Oh, those have meaning. Like how mm -hmm. cool is that? You know, it's like, and, and even as a parent, like 
how many things have I missed that like I just looked at as an object in my kid's life? Yeah. Where it's like, no, Tim, that's got meaning. That's actually super cool. Like super, super cool. Yeah. I like that. I'm being profound today. Dude, you got a lot of stuff today. It's freaking crazy. Bringing it. Did you take your pre-workout yet? <laughs> Not yet. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you brought up movies like Fatherhood. Yeah. I'm going to give you a movie that might be the ultimate worst movie, like slap in the face to dads ever. Have you watched this movie, by the way? Oh, we've all watched it. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Is the worst movie ever for dad, like of what happened to dads. We got to clarify that because it is a great movie. It's a great movie. I love it. But at the same time, like dude, Robin Williams character gets freaking hose. Like, come on big time. He's at work. It has like a run and kind of not a mental breakdown. It was just like kind of snapped and had a bad day and then comes home. And then like his wife divorces him. And then he only gets to see his kids on supervised visitations. Yeah. Like, like what the crap? Because you have a bad day at work because you, I mean, and we've all freaked out before. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I've ever freaked out at work. I very, I'm controlled a lot, but I mean, like we all have those moments where we have to release. I mean, like I, I don't know times that I've driven home from, from work, you know, just weeping. Yeah. It just, because you're, you're just so angry or so whatever, you know, yeah. um, that she wasn't was, allowed to be human. And so the one time he was human, his wife leaves him. Takes his kids for Pierce Brosnan and takes the kids and he gets supervised visitation. It is Pierce Brosnan. I mean, come on, James Bond. Mm. But he's allergic to shellfish. Yeah. What's up with that? I fucking love shellfish. It's yummy. Crab, shrimp. (laughs) I carried on the Father's Day tradition. I always like remembered my mom getting my dad a shrimp cocktail for Father's Day. Oh, nice. And so I got myself one this (laughs) year. I ate so much shrimp one time that I'm like, I'm never cocktail sauce does nothing for me anymore. Dude, I mix it with uh, extra horseradish and sriracha. Oh, Bomb. I could try that. Yeah, I could totally try Bomb. that. Yeah, so. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So then he, he has to change himself into a woman. Yep. In order to get access to see his kids. And all along, he is continuing to be who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a loving, caring parent. Fun and stupid. But he has whatever. to dress as a old woman. So I think in order to though, show people that part of the divorce though, was that he didn't really agree with his wife a lot. And he did go behind her back a few times to, to kind of use superpower. She said, don't do this. And he did this. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Right. So I'm going to give, I'll, I'll give power to that and props to that because we have to say, yes, he wasn't the active husband, the present husband that he should have been. He wasn't really a strong male. No, but he was, he was very much a chauffeur for his kids. Yep. But he, but truly he did love his kids more than anything. Absolutely. He just loved his kids more than he loved his wife too. Yeah. And that's, that's tough because we do love our kids more than we probably love our spouse because they're our flesh and blood, right? Yeah. When we need to make sure they're that part, in, literally part of us. Yeah. But in order to, to show our kids and to be good for our kids, we have to love our spouse to and give them we, that example they need. You know, and I was like, you know, went through a sermon series one time and it was like, kind of a slap in the face, but it's like, you have to love your spouse more than you love your kids. It sucks, dude, but you do, but it because makes that's you loving better, your kids, but it makes you a better parent for your kids because they see you investing in mom or mom investing in dad. Mm-hmm. And they want to, do they that. want to be a part of and it. They, too. Will, they will absolutely emulate that. So absolutely in that aspect, I'm going to say, I mean, you know, yeah, he failed there sure. and he did work a crap ton. I mean, but he failed there. So, yeah, but having everything taken from him like that and, 
only only supervised visitation. That's ridiculous. And he really didn't get to defend himself. Like no, I mean it was just kind of like you stand there in their shell shock. So I'm sure like there could be dads listening out there that have like, man, dude, I resonate with Robin Williams' character. But like really, like you know, he sacrificed a ton to have access. But yeah, he had to be sneaky about it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, obviously the that's com- him fighting the, the comical fight, but that's him fighting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, at the end, like there's the heartwarming moment where they, you know, get a mom has the coming to Jesus moment of like, oh, I guess he really is a good dad. Yeah. No, you don't need supervised visitation anymore. And that sucks that she was the one that had to make decisions. And she kind of already had a boyfriend anyway. It's like, I mean, come on. Like, and man, she got him month, fast too. A month. It was fast. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those kids were like, what, 17 at least? Youngest was like 16, 17 maybe? Yeah. Or the oldest. The young, oldest? Yeah, the oldest was. Right? The youngest was. So they've like had seven. at least that many years? Yeah. And now she's like, oh, well, you know. No, <laughs> he was a great dad the entire time and she knew that. Yeah. It just, yeah. There That's, was the, the bitterness, I guess, trying to get back at people and like vindictiveness. I don't know. No, like really. that movie, like, I watched it and it bugged me. I was like, oh, this is, oh, mm-hmm. I got mad. And I don't want to say offended, but like it really was that like, kind of like I said, it is a slap in the face and winning it. So like for Father's Day, like that's how I kind of want to mention this around that. But it was like, dude, like, you know, it's always going to end up in our role, right? It's not going to go our way. Um, so this next message is something that um, I follow. There's a Instagram group called Christians Who Curse Sometimes. And yes, they post epic memes. <laughs> um, but they also have like very awesome topical matter, like questions. Yeah. There's a lot of polls of like, you know, how do you, was the church good at explaining dating? Was the church good at talking about sex? Was the church, you know, you know, have you ever had a bad experience with a pastor or a youth pastor growing up that they didn't, you know, necessarily hear you out or like were your parents, you know, great at explaining faith. Like, what did they do great? What did they do bad? Like, kind of like these viewpoints, like you, everybody's got a different story, right? Yeah. And it's an opportunity for people to just kind of like throw things out there and get heard, right? And like share their point of view. Well, and be real. Yeah. While having awesome memes. Like, let's yeah. be honest, like some of them are hilarious. <laughs> um, or like the little TikTok videos of like church chads where it's like, like, a, what's up, girl? The, the Holy Spirit told me that uh, you and I are going to be together from now on. Like. That's, I bet you someone's use that. They do. That's why it's a someone's... joke because there are guys that do that. That's insane. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it, it, some of it's so cringy, but mm-hmm. it's like I know somebody like that, That's or have known somebody like that. But um, so there was a question about um, parenting and 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 church, and and especially when it comes to being single at church. Yeah. Um, and I I've been taking like the advocation role like. There's a difference between being single at church and being divorced at church. A oh, 100%. There's a big difference. And, and so it's like something that like I've kind of experienced. It's not me ragging on my church because I love where I go. But if it's one thing that's like it's falling short and think and I'll give you and I'll clarify at the end of this because I'm going to read this all out. And then I'm going to tell you what's happened since I kind of had this thought. Okay. And so it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm going to call it a God thing because he sees my heart mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, I'm going to open a door. So. As a divorce, I'm gonna read. I'm reading this to you literally. So, as a divorced full-time single dad, it freaking sucks. Like going to church sometimes sucks. I look. I sit in the pew. And I, so I'm gonna ad lib too, but I sit around sometimes and I look at people like together, right? Mm-hmm. And I also see other single people that are sitting in the church, 
alone. I'm going to, can, can we, can I interject real fast? Go ahead. Also, because uh, I mean, from the entire perspective, right. Where you're going on this part, um, single moms also yep. get the same look. So keep going. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like sometimes, you know, sitting there and it's like, how come I'm in a place that we profess to be something? How come we are encouraging one another to be in relationship with each other? And we're not talking like not dating, like dating. No, I'm talking like that. you're going through the same crap. Why aren't we talking about it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so sometimes like, and I, this is my viewpoint, right? the assumption, if I go to church with my son by myself, the assumption made by older women in church is since I'm divorced, I must've done something that screwed up. So it's a good thing that I'm there at church. Well, I mean, a lot of people, when a man gets divorced, they automatically look at him like he did it wrong. Yeah. And that's, that is these, this carry on assumption over time that dudes have jacked everything up. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. And so, you know, it's a good thing that I'm at church, you know? Well, yeah, it's a good thing. Anybody's at church, whether you're perfect or not. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Everybody's not. So Even if you want the free coffee, it's all good. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, you know, I'm at church because if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have the custody plan of my child that I have. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have the determination to do this alone. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have the purpose to go through all of the pain that I went through. And boy, I tell you, if you're struggling with stuff and you can find the purpose and why you're going, when you find that purpose of why you went through what you went through, why you're going through what you're going through, it sure makes it a lot easier to take the step the next day. And sometimes your purpose is, is just our purpose. And I'm saying that because we've gone through a bunch of stuff and that's why we do the podcast, right? There are some people that go through the pain of, of wanting to commit suicide. Because it can help other people not exactly suicide. because now they know now they, they can understand what that's like and go, man, yeah. whatever. And I, I think a lot of people out there and a lot of you guys also, dude, we all have that thought every once in a while. Would it be easier if I was just cruising on the road and a truck just freaking blow, right? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that'd be easier for me because it, it wouldn't have any more thoughts to it. Right. But that doesn't mean I want that to happen. This struggle is something we need to embrace and love. Yeah. I mean, so like all this pain that you carry, like there's a purpose for it. Right. And if things are good, there's a purpose for that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at all the people's successful marriages, like there's a purpose for that. That Like you can encourage others that you can have one. Like, what are you doing? That's making it successful. Share that with other people. Yeah. Like you or can, I mean, be that shining example. Yeah, That's really what it be that shining example, but be real with it too. Because when Ryan, when you were, when you wanted that marriage, you were like, I want a, a godly marriage. Like I see in my church. Well, what you see is only the facade of what's, what's in front yeah. of you. Right. And they might be being real at that moment, but when they get home, there's a different story. And that's where we kind of, it's like that married, Facebook. Yeah. If you're married and like, you guys have struggles, be able to talk about them. Some mm-hmm. stuff is ugly that needs to stay behind closed doors. And like you do it in a manner that doesn't attack the other person. Yeah. But like, dude, your spouse is imperfect. We know it. Like there's married guys and girls listening that like, yeah, you know that who you married is that person's definitely not perfect. You're not going to go trash them and, and, you know, throw them under the coals. But like, you know, there's a purpose, like you could be going with that person because it's like, no, because I choose grace every day. Here's how I choose grace for that person. And I'm going to give grace every day. And hopefully they're going to give it back Because I'm hopefully going to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I snore. (laughs) That's weird. I snore. I I don't know if I could sleep next to me snoring. You know, so (laughs) seriously, think about it, right? I'm, I'm getting grace if someone chooses to sleep next to me. You're annoying. I am. 
It freaking like, I mean, let's be real. Like that's, it, let's be honest. Yeah. Women do some crazy stuff, dude. Like I love, I, I like teasing people a lot. That's how, that's part yeah, of my love language, right? Sarcasm. If, yeah. if we're not messing around doing whatever, if I'm not telling you to make me a sandwich in the kitchen with you in bare feet, right? <laughs> it, I, like I'm that guy because I don't, it's just who I am. It's in my nature. I love screwing around and it doesn't mean I'm being mean. Yeah. It, that's just who I am. That's me showing you I care because I hope you can joke back with me. And throw it right back at me. That's no, the fun it's part. Absolutely. You know, so like just because I'm 36 and divorced also doesn't mean that I need to set up with every other newly divorced woman in the church. Oh my Lord. Um, I mean, can you imagine? And it's not like that it happens all the time, but sometimes it has happened. That's like, uh, I'm good. No, thanks. Thanks, but no, thanks. I appreciate you thinking of me, you know, trying to be nice about it, but like many of which carrying their unresolved trauma, like Sherpas going up Mount Everest. Like, I know what it's like to be newly divorced. Should I be dating newly divorced? Heck no. no. Heck no, I didn't. I had no business. And I've told you that in other episodes. I had no business being with anybody. Yeah. And, you know, so like single moms have help groups. There's benevolence groups for them. There's support systems. Good grief. Our government has systems called WIC, which is women, infant, and children. Is there, I mean, like. Mick? Men, infants, and children? We don't have that. No. You know, so single dads get sideways eyes and the occasional good for you. Thanks for coming today. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to go on a bit of a ramp, but single dads get in the church left out when it comes to being in community, having support or more than anything being seen. And it's, it's weird because I think it's when a single dad walks into church, people assume they're weekend warriors. Yeah. So, oh, you've got your kid, you're coming to church on, you know, on your weekend with a chi- with a kid. Or whatever, you know, just that way, so you can toss a kid off. Like I don't a want freaking youth group. I don't and, want kudos and attaboys. That's not. I didn't say any of that in there. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, is, like, I go in there, and it's like sometimes this is like what I feel. This is how I get. So if people could hear this and understand, be like, man, I there's more to every story. You know, single moms too. Like, I mean, you could look at that and be like, that mom, you could think of her as perfect, but maybe she's the one that's got the every other weekend. Yeah. That happens a Give lot. Give her love and support. Mm-hmm. Help her draw into a community. Like, I mean, it's even, even if it's not even church, dude, I mean, like you single dads out there, when you're walking around with your kids, um, let's say you're going shopping, right? Yeah. Are you getting the eye from, from elderly women? And typically it is elderly women. Getting, like, I hate saying that. Good job, dad. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that I was, sorry, caveman supposed to be making fire. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm being a, oh, parent. Yeah. What? And it does feel like that. It does feel like, Hey, you know, like it, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, that we kind of get that eye. It's insane. You know, you know, and it's like, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday and kind of went off. Like I was talking about this type of thing and you know, it was like, I, I talked about like the mom's groups and everything. And there was all this support and they said like, how did that go over with you? I was like, huh. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I kind of had my moment to like, there's nothing for dads, blah, 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 you know, do my little stand on the soapbox kind of thing. But then I was like, you know, honestly, I just want to, I, I think dads especially don't get recognized enough. Good dads don't like they don't, they don't get seen. They get left out a lot. Mm-hmm. And single or married, I think dads kind of get left out of the equation sometimes on things. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 
And I mean, if your family's struggling and going, going through hard times and, and you're married, like there's, you know, two people in the household, you know, it's like people want to help out like mom and the kids, but like, you know, does somebody go and offer dad if they've got, if they're hiring, do they go offer him a job? You know, like, or Hey, and like, it's just, I don't know. Like I'm kind of throwing out random situations that are out there, but, um, no, it's, it's difficult as a parent because like as a dad, because I do feel like the support system in society, not just church in society sucks. That's why we have this podcast. If you want to know like why we do what we do? We literally kind of sat there and started this, like talked. I was like, Hey, Tristan, we should do a podcast. Dude, it was crazy. Well, I mean, after we, after you mentioned the word advocacy and I was like, this needs to be a thing. We need to do a podcast on it. Yeah. And then you went out and you found a place and we were like, we're doing it. Yeah. Right. And then it, we didn't like the place. And I was like, okay, we're doing it here. Yeah. We got all the crap. Like it needed to happen. It, men need this support system. And if women are listening, you can be part of that support system too. hundred percent. You can empower other guys that you see. Like, you know, I shared. And so since thinking through this, I never said this to anybody other than you. Yeah. And I sent it as an email to some random guy that runs that page and he never even posted it, but he like gave it the heart and he's like, I completely agree, man. And he works in his church. He's on his on staff at his church. Oh, nice. He lives in Minnesota. And he's like, I agree. Completely agree. Thank you for opening my eyes because this allows me to see that there may be other guys in my church going through this exact same thing. Well, I mean, every church we, we really do kind of cater to what, what the past was, you know, like in, and in the past it was, it was, you know, cause the dad was working 24 seven. So we could pay child support and child support's crazy high. Like, like it, I'm a single dad, right? Been a single dad for a long time. My daughter stayed with her mother, right? Cause she wanted to finish school, do all that. I gave her the opportunity multiple times. to look, you do you want me to fight for this or whatever? And she said, no, it's okay. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm, I was okay with that kind of, you know, hurt a little bit, but I was okay with the fact that she wanted to do that. And you know, we've grown and it's great but it's me and two, two boys that I'm the custodial parent of. And yet the Idaho child support system wanted me to pay 700 a month alone for my daughter. Right. Cause they go, well, let's look at your total income. Not after tax. Not what I'm not, yeah. what I'm actually not taking that I can actually spend not a, yeah. nothing else. Right. They looked at nothing. They said, all we care about is your firstborn. And I was like, wait, so you're going to throw, two more kids out on the street because all you care about is my firstborn and that's it. And you think that a child costs $700 a month to house. Are you serious? I mean, that sounds more like spousal support than it does child support. Like dude, I mean like, 700 a month. And, and I, like I get it. Kids need clothes and they need all this stuff, right? Dude, you'd crap your pants if you heard what I get, but it's 700 a month. Yeah. It's effing ridiculous that, but I mean, most people here. So let's say you make 40,000 a year, right? Um, your take home after taxes and whatever is probably going to be 28, 29 at most. Yeah. Yeah. Probably 1100 a month. Yeah. Like literally, uh, no, sorry. 1100 every, every two weeks. Right. Yeah. So about 22 to 2300 a month. Okay. So now you've got rent, which is 1100 anyway. Yep. Minimum well, right now. It's, now even higher, it's like right? 17 to two. So, so back then you're talking 1100. There's, there's one paycheck. Now I've got 700 going out to child support so that they can eat McDonald's or whatever, go out all the time. I don't know. Right. And, and then I've got two other kids in the house. Well, I've got 400 left over for gas, insurance, 
cell phone so I can make sure I can work all that stuff, right? Taking care of my kids, food, all that. What? We need, nobody thinks about this stuff. And you yeah. wonder why so many single dads are like, they're getting paid under the table. Do you, and the thing is too, is like, you wonder why so many single dads, mental health is wrecked. Because you, you can't physically, you can't do it. And that's, that's, and, and honestly, you can't. Mm-hmm. But, but flip I'm, the script though. Now you're, you're the single father and you have custody. Do you get child support? Minimal. Right. And it is minimal. They it's don't care. The bare minimum. I've opted out of it completely. I said, no, I don't want child support. I don't, whatever. I can do this because I can, and I believe in my heart I can, right? Yeah. But I'm getting all the tax benefits. I get the tax benefits. Like, I'll take that. Cool. Right. I mean, it's come in handy a little bit with the stimulus checks and everything. But, mm-hmm. um, no, and like, I look at it and it's like, you know, we look at dads and like, how many dads have issues with mental health issues? Um, that you don't know about that we don't know about, but like, because not necessarily because of having a mental illness, it may be the depression and everything that sets in because of the overwhelming weight of what life has kind of given them. When I found out that they wanted to charge me $700 a month, dude, like that crushed me. Cause I was like, what do I do? Did you fight it? I fought it because I was I wasn't making as much. Yeah, you can. And, I mean, how like you're going to take food out of your other the siblings' mouths? Well, I mean, like look at it this way: that's the siblings of that other child. Like you're worth more than the other two, and that's how. And, and I was I was blown away. I'm like, I'm like, literally, what do I do? Do I can I get more hours? Can I do I work a second job? So now but, then, like, but then, yeah, but then how do I, I take it. care of my kids that I'm the custodial parent of? So they're at home alone now. What like what do I do? Right. And that's where you get to that point where you're like, I'm screwed. I'm literally, there's, there's no option for me. Sometimes. Yeah. It just gets overwhelming. And I look at guys of like taking like, well, you know, I know of a, a few that have taken their life. Yeah. If, if dads that didn't have full custody and it was like, you know, I hear the story of like, well, he had, you know, really bad anxiety or, you know, he had this issue going on or we don't really know why he had a drinking problem, whatever. I've heard, I've heard the reasons. But at the same time, I have to look at it and like, there's more to the story that's not being told. And, and so, you know, this is where I get to the positive note. It's like, what can we do as dads? Like, even as Christian and I, like, we're on the other side of the spectrum from some people probably listening. They're like, they're like, like, man, how did you guys get what you have? Well, sometimes that's the hand we're dealt. And we have to do what's, you know, I count my lucky stars every day. I mean, I count my blessings. Did you literally? Yeah. And, and it really is that. like. My, uh, my real dad, Dave, um, we talked to the phone once. once. Yeah. Yeah. Like once. Um, and he was like, he was like, I don't know how you do it. He's like, I don't know how, how you can work and raise these kids and blah, blah, blah. I, I can't imagine how you do it. And I said, well, you know, I mean like, you know, the boy's grandparents are here. So every once in a while, you know, yeah, they, they watch him while I work and he goes, Oh, like, Oh, so you didn't do it by yourself. No motherfucker, I did it myself. Like I didn't have a chance to fail. There is no option. Yeah. So yes, am I going to, yes, I paid a babysitter for a while. Yes, we did all that. Yes, they've got the mother. Yes, like, I mean, what other options do I have? Because I don't get money each month to pay for a, a babysitter. I don't get anything. I had to figure out a way. And it's a blessing to have grandparents around that were willing at that age to take care, to help out. You know, and so, you know, a few buddies of mine, um, we were sitting at you know, men's breakfast at church 
and uh, there was kind of an announcement for, um, you know, small groups. Like, guys need to be in community, right? We we talk about it all the time. We talk about this like we've got to be in community with each other. And um, there was kind of a call like, if any dads are interested, like, let us know. Well, um, a guy named Clinton. I've gotten to know a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but I didn't know him prior. Um, amazing story. Like I'm, I don't want to ask him to be on here yet, but he's actually listened to this podcast before. Um, cause it was recommended by another you know, mutual friend of ours. And he's like, Oh, that's you. That's <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> that's actually but, really cool. Um, but I was like, dude, I heard a story and I'm like, dude, like, yes. Like, and I, and then my buddy, Ben, and another single dad that's a, that's a great guy that's like, you know, we've sat there on the sidelines and, and been told like, you know, either not being told that we can host a group because we're not married or, you know, like it, it's kind of like a, it's a roundabout way of like throwing darts at you. Think that you're less of a man or less of a leader because you don't have a marriage like that freaking hurt. And so it was like, well, you know, I could take all these negatives and start getting pissed or we can take the mantle and start something ourselves. Yeah. And so that's what we've done. And, um, we've got a, you know, we're going to start a men's group and we're having a barbecue on July 9th and it's gonna be at Clinton's house. So I'll post some information on it, on our uh, Facebook and Instagram page. If you're interested, if you're local here, yeah, Eastern, if you're local yeah. here, you know, Coeur d'Alene, Post Falls, Rathroom, Spear Lake, North Idaho, even Spokane Valley. Come seriously. Dude. We invite you just come hang out safe place or kids. We're going to have games. Uh, s'mores, stuff like that, but just a chance to like get to know other people. What time is it going to be? Uh, I believe it's at from six to eight. Okay. And just to get to know other people that are like going through this. Hey man, if, if you're married also, yeah, I want to put this out there. If you're married and you listen to us, bring your spouse, go out, come meet us, say hi. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's a way that, um, you know, we're, we're really targeting the single dads, right? That is our 100% target. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're in a relationship, but you were once a single dad, you're more than welcome to show up. Um, and that's kind of what we've targeted at that is it, you know, yeah, it is faith-based, right? I mean, this is kind of a plug for, it is a faith-based group, but at the same time, more than anything, it's a chance to grow in a relationship with other people. The fact that we have faith is just part of who we are, but what we really want to do is get to know you and get to know your story and you can have a place of support. And be around other people that are going through whatever, or, I mean, dude, just even, even just branching out and meeting other people. So yeah, if you need that support, yeah. Right. It's there for you. And, and it's not necessarily like you may meet, I mean, I know of, uh, Clinton, especially and a few other guys that'll be there. They're both veterans cool. and you know, like Clinton did time in the Marines and, um, you know, he works for the state of Idaho now, but like just a rock solid person, like the, let's take the faith aspect out of it out and just look at just meeting the people, you know, cause how does faith grow through other people? It's through relationship. And I talked about that when we were talking, we were kind of on our tangent about homosexuality. I can, you know, pound the Bible in somebody's face all day long, but if they don't know where my heart is and how I, how I care about people, it's not going to mean anything. And so with dads and, and kind of doing this, like I have, yeah, I know what it's like to be in the church and, and, or to be in public and get those sideways eyes from people or to be at Costco and, you know, just have like the old ladies going, Oh, you know, are you enjoying hanging out with your dad today? And I'm like, <laughs> I want to be like, he lives with me. Shut up lady. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, but that's, I'm not looking for sympathy. What I'm looking for is people to have action. Like let's quit, stop talking about it and let's start being about it. Oh, it's going to be tough. Too many people don't want to be action. Stop talking about it. Start being about it. Hey, so I found this thing on TikTok. Yeah. Um, that I pulled up that I wanted to, to play on here. Uh, you want to hear it? Sure. I think that's, uh, it's pretty profound. It's, it's a lot like some of the last stuff that we've done or I've talked or I've had on here, but since we're near the end, we might as well. Yeah. Finish with this and, and maybe make a few comments on it. So here we go. The reason why men hate this new generation of women so much. I heard what you say and that ain't got shit to do with it. First off, don't no man hate no powerful woman. Contrary to your belief, that is something we like. But if you want to know why we dislike this new generation of women, let me tell you why. For one, some of y'all are rude and disrespectful as fuck. And for no fucking reason. You'd rather judge a man by his wallet instead of his heart. Language. You do fucked up shit all the time, but instead of you holding yourself accountable, you'd rather blame Sorry. a man. You want men to meet your ridiculous requirements and standards. While at the same time, your requirements don't even line up with your livelihood. You want a man to treat you like a wife without a ring on your finger. You want a man to give you the world while you bring nothing to the table and just sit there and reap the benefits. Y'all put yourself out there like y'all strippers and then get mad when a man treats you as such. On another note, you saying women are finally being powerful shows me how little you know. Because women have always been powerful since day one. Only difference between them and you is that they don't have the modern woman characteristics. Look up what it really means to be a powerful woman and then get back with us. Have a good day. Whoa. <laughs> but, uh, a couple things in there I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. So I saw it and I was like, wow. You know, I mean, you know, the guy swears, I don't care, whatever. Like, you know, yeah. junior. Um, so <laughs> we don't mind, but dude, there, there was a lot on there and I'm like, wow, you know, he nailed it because women have always been strong and powerful and always stood up. Yeah. Um, now they are just, it, there is a lot of rude for no reason. You know, the, the, the thing I, I look at is like, you know, for some reason, I don't, I still don't really grasp it. Is that women that decide to stay home with kids and raise children and Keep a house, you know, get looked down on by other women, get looked down on by other women as weak. Yep. And I don't, I, I have no freaking idea where that comes from other than the pure simplistic, like small minded idea that those, those people are such weak individuals that they have no idea what the sacrifice takes every day of a, of a, of a mom, a dedicated, strong Mom, let's look at it. Most of the women that stay home and do that have degrees. Yep. I mean, really, they could be out making tons of money, yeah. doing amazing, but they chose to stay home. And and it's and I'm going to say chose because a lot of them did. And you they know what sacrifice that takes? Yeah. Like yeah, she probably could keep a job, make a lot of money, and yeah, they'd be living pretty high on the hog and have all sorts of great things. There is so much sacrifice in that. There is so much value to raising your child and so much hard, dedicated work at 24 seven being there and being available and showing them right from wrong and always having to be on your game that, I mean, think about it. We go to work, right? And I'm there for my nine to five and at five I'm off sort of, I mean, I work a little longer, but whatever. Yeah. Right. But that's it. And then I don't even think about it. I try and, and put it in the back of my mind. If you're a stay-at-home parent, you're not off. It's not bedtime yet. They're not asleep. And even when they're asleep, every little sound wakes you up. Ryan, yep. are you that way also? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, for when, you, when you get kids, when you have babies, any little sound and you're up, and you're like, oh, crap, what's going on? Yep. You have that thought process. 
you know, and I mean, I look at single parents too, like single moms, single dads that have their kids and a full-time job. Oh my gosh. Dude, you are freaking ballers. Like I get it because I have to do it. It is so freaking hard. Yep. And you think that like, I mean, I know so many moms that have a full-time job and, you know, have to put their kids in childcare and they take it as like an insult, like to their ability as a parent. And I'm like, do you you know what you're doing every day? Like how much sacrifice that takes to be able to go earn and then still pay a ridiculous amount of money for childcare, but still get by like, well, I mean, so it's, you wake up, you take care of your kid, you drop off a childcare because you have to, not by choices as a have to, right? You work all freaking day. You get off to see that happy, smiling face, see you with childcare, right? Pick them up. And now you're back on working again. And people don't see that. Yep. Oh, you've got a kid, whatever, right? And that's like, okay, you're at home with them. It's fine. No, dude, I'm still working. Yep. I mean, even, even with my kids, Ayana is moving to, to Boise um, to go to school on Friday, right? So proud of her. She's doing amazing stuff. She's already got a place lined up and everything, which is great. And I'm still parenting her also. Even though we, have, we could have more fun conversations, right? She's an adult now. But we could have more fun conversations. I'm still parenting, right? Dylan and Christian. Dude, Dylan's 15. Christian's 16, right? And... Yeah, they're at the age where I can let them just do what they want and be what they are and just off on their phones and in their rooms all the time. But I'm still actively parenting and getting them out of their space. Yeah. It, there is no, it's not on or off. It's always, I have to be on no matter what, because that's the face I have to give to them. Even you know, through the crazy over this past couple of days that you know about, nobody else does. Um, I still had to be on when I was tweaking. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's like, I look at strong women of like, I mean, the story of, you know, good grief, Aunt Jemima. Like, there's Mrs. Fields. The I mean, like, how many of these women, like, did this stuff to get by? And it yep. blew up into, like, are you kidding me? Like, that is strong as strong. Like, I don't care. And I, and I had a friend, like, I talked about this. It was like, you know, she got ripped by some feminist because she chose to be in a job that, like, was quote unquote menial tasks and just like doing things every day. And, and it was like, I love the answer. Cause it was like, you realize that we have to have that in society. Not everybody gets to be the CEO. Yeah. Which is true. Newsflash. They, Does that make me any less of a person because I'm not the CEO or I mean, is you we're in sales. Yeah. My value is not predicated in my ability to sell outside of work. Right. So it doesn't matter what we do. If you're, if you're flipping burgers, a Burger King, if you're, if you're offering me fries with that. Okay. So what? That's your job. Who cares? That's not who you are. Yeah. That's not how you're valued. It doesn't matter. There is in order to have what we have in society and not out of just capitalism and blah, blah, blah. Although capitalism is great because if you don't like a thing, you don't go to it and they go out of business and it's no longer a thing. It's pretty basic. You know, that's really simple. Everyone has a, has a spot to fill. And even if it's a medial thing, it doesn't matter. That's not your value. Yeah. And remember that strong does not mean rude, aggressive, or in your face. It's like when you talk about male masculinity, when you talk about masculine and alpha males, alpha males aren't the ones yelling in your face all the time. No. And they don't typically don't even do it even once. They don't need to because they are alpha. It's automatically that. Um, and it becomes, I think it becomes because it's a, the expectation has been set. Yeah. And then it's like, no, you know, the expectation, I, the, the most profound people that I, like scare the crap out of me are the ones that don't yell. Oh, absolutely. They're the ones that like can look 
you kind of, oh, here's what you're yeah. doing. Here's what you need to be doing. You're going to follow this directive and sword. I mean, like I'm sure you face it in the military too. It's very, it is kind of militaristic, but it, it, it's weird when, when I hear that people don't want to meet me or they're like afraid of me, like, you know, and you know me, I'm a giant freaking cutty. Like oh, I'm a yeah. teddy bear. I am. Yeah. Yep. I am alpha. I'll, I'll, I'll say that I am. I'm highly disciplined. Yes. And I'm honest, but are you afraid of honesty? Is, is that why you people think that I'm, I'm whatever, like I'm not, I'm the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Probably. Yeah. I'm one of the few, I mean, I'll, I'll say that. All right. Because I will, I'll give you the shirt off my back. I don't mind. I'll be there for you. I'll take care of you. I'll hug you. If I even, if I don't even know you, I'll hug you. Right. I hug everybody. I love mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And I do. I really love people, but just because I appear one way doesn't mean I am. And I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not aggressive. I'm not hyper aggressive. Right. I am a strong male character, but am I like this rude sense of whatever we don't care just in your face? No, not at all. You know, like, and that's I, what people miss. I saw a, and it kind of, it was along the lines of what we just listened to, but like, it was a meme that I read and it's kind of like where Atlantic's probably like Good. women. It, and it was posted by a woman and I was like, man, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm in this cause I kind of read the first line, but it was along the lines of, it was like women, you need to support your men. We keep asking men to support us and to, to encourage us and to lift us up and to let us be women. Right. And to encourage our independence and our mm-hmm. strength and everything else. We need to honor men in that too. We need to let men be men. We need to tell men that it's okay to have feelings. We need to tell men that it's okay that like, if things aren't going your way, it's okay to have emotion. You don't have to be a robot. Yeah. We need to let men know that we are a safe place too. 100. I saw that. And that was amazing. And I've seen videos on that. Um, I'm going to help with this. There's 22 veterans a day that commit suicide, right? Yeah. How many men alone need to be reached out and talked to and said, Hey, you okay? Yeah. Think about that. We, we go as a veteran, I, it's always, you know, Hey, reach out to vet, reach out to friend, reach out to whatever, reach out to a man sometime today and just check in and go, Hey man, you all right? Like really, are you all right? Are you okay? And most of the time we're going to get, yeah, I'm fine. You know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because we were taught that when we talk about it, there's no value. Yeah. Because we don't want to be a burden to somebody else. And I was actually talking to my son Dylan about this the other day over text. And I was like, you know, when Ryan reaches out to me or when Junior reaches out or I reach out to them because we have our woes or our whatever, it's an honor. It is an honor to stand there and go, man, thank you for, for being open and honest Trust, and, and yeah. trusting me enough. Right. And it's like, man, reach out. And it's okay. If you've got a small group, the ones that matter are going to be the ones that are there going it's no big deal. I'll chat with you. I don't mind. Yeah. And I kind of preface it like whenever I have a friend or something, everybody calls and it's like, dude, don't tell me that it's hot out. I know that it's hot out. Like what's going on. Yep. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and I, sometimes we'd be like, man, things are going great. Awesome. Let me celebrate that with you. Heck yeah. So when it's going good, tell people it's going good. If it's not going just when bad, you get a new barbecue. Yeah. I mean like, <laughs> exactly. Cause then you, then they're going to invite <laughs> themselves over. Um, no, but if it's going bad and you're struggling and you're having things to struggle with, Get over the uncomfortable. If somebody's going to offer you the olive branch to say like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? You got to be willing to like put it out there. Sometimes like, you know, maybe I'm struggling a little bit with my spouse yeah. or, Hey, I'm having these kind of issues with, with my family or my kid is doing this or whatever. How much better would, would our, our health be with each other and relationships 
if we just had a little bit more willingness to surround ourselves with, with people that genuinely care. If you don't have some, you got to try to find some. Sometimes it gets getting out of your comfort zone and going to a, a new group invite that I'm throwing out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, I don't know but, how many times yeah. I've cried on my buddy Lang or he's cried on me. Yeah. Or, or, or Jester's reached out and said, you know, whatever to me. Like, just we, that's part of us having communion with each other yeah. and creating community with, with each other as men. So, I mean, seriously, reach out to a, reach out to a yep. bro. Say, man, how you feeling? Don't, so, don't go look, don't be superficial. Be like, how are you feeling? You know, reach been, out to a bro. Yeah. And I'm glad that we mentioned that because it is, um, mental health awareness month too. So, oh yeah. Um, get a chance to focus on that aspect of it a little bit. And you know, even if you don't have mental health problems, you know, we all get anxiety, like, let's be honest, but we can all have an ear and have a tender heart towards people that do deal with that stuff. Um, you know, that's non that non vet. Like, I mean, I don't know the stuff that like you and your buddies went through in the military, but I can sit there and, and have an ear and, you know, you can bring me into the battlefield with you almost by being willing to just like share what you're going through. I mean, just as a man, even if you haven't been through anything like that, yeah, just share it because we're all going through a battle. And, and it was cause and I, I'll just kind of give this story. Cause like at that men's breakfast, I was sitting there with, with Ben and uh, another individual that's married was sitting next to me and you know, he had no idea what it's like to be a single dad. Like none. He's never had to experience that. He's a dad of three kids, yeah. married, great marriage, great family, everything. And then me and Ben are kind of sharing that. And he sat there and like nodded his head and listened. And, and I kind of like, it was, I felt bad because I almost halfway dismissed him because he didn't know what we were going through. And he even, but he like kind of cut me off and he's like, I don't know what you're going through because that sounds like it sucks. <laughs> like, thanks man. Like, but it was acknowledgement though. Yeah. The acknowledgement that it, that it does suck is sometimes all that person needs. And it was like, it kind of made us snap out of our little complaining fest between yep. the two of us. And we're like, Oh yeah. Like, let's talk about hunting. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's have some fun. So, so uh, once again, this is episode 23 of uh, the dad to podcast. And I'm Ryan and I'm Tristan. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. And uh, hope to see you in the next episode. Take care guys. 